This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Everyone and welcome to episode 57 of a Clean Skate podcast, a Dallas Stars podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. And this week we are coming to an end of our all-star lineup. You guys are doing a great job voting on that and helping me put that together. We have a few more. As you know, the centers are completely done. The right wing finals are going to be starting here any day now. The left wingers are also going to be starting their finals very soon. However, before we do that. I realized that we had a perfect tie, a 50-50 vote split between Yeri Lettinen and Pat Verbeek. So I'm going to be running that poll first to see who comes out of that pairing. And then I will be starting the finals for the left wingers. The defensemen are completely finished. However, I did realize that the way I set up the poll left us with only four defensemen. And if we want to put together a lineup, we need at least six So as we know, the loser of the toilet bowl is going to stay in and be on that third pairing. And then I'm going to open up and do one more defenseman matchup. You guys will see who that is between. And that will be for the final spot on our defensive roster. And the goalie poll is now up on Twitter. Again, if you want to vote on all the cool things I'm talking about right now, you just need to go to at CleanSkatePod on Twitter and you'll be able to vote for that. Like I said, the goalies are just now starting so get in on that get your vote in and choose your goalies we had some really interesting results and i'm looking forward to seeing how this whole thing shapes up so like i said we've got the right wings their finals are going to be starting so look out for that one we're going to be doing a vote between pat verbeek and yuri Lettinen before i start the left wing finals and then the goalies are going up and i will also be doing a poll for to round out the defense so i hope you guys enjoy that as well i'm going to be talking this episode quickly Before we get to our next COVID collaboration, I am going to be talking about hockey movies. Um, I have been, obviously, we've been running out of TV and, you know, other forms of entertainment to consume since we've been on this quarantine. So I've been going back and rewatching old hockey movies. And so I want to talk about quickly my favorite hockey movie. And this is, I get a lot of different, you know, answers to this question. During this week's COVID collaboration, I do ask this question and He's got a pretty good answer to it, um, a pretty common answer, I notice. A lot of people will say Slapshot as well, but my favorite NHL hockey movie, I guess it's not NHL, my favorite hockey movie of all time is The Mighty Ducks. That is an absolute classic. The Triple Deke had me doing that in my driveway. I thought it was Charlie Conway. I love Emilio Estevez. He's so funny in this movie. And it's one of those things where you just watch as a kid and like I played, you know, on an in-house league like they sort of did. And so I get, you know, playing against the club teams like the Hawks. It, it really hit home and it just it really makes you feel like that old um, hockey camaraderie you had as a kid. 
And it's a fantastic movie. I'm curious, though, to see what you guys will say is your favorite hockey movie. I know there's a lot of big Miracle fans out there, so uh, I expect to get a lot of that. But if you guys want to let me know what your favorite movie is, your favorite hockey movie, go on. And like I said, again, at CleanscapePod on Twitter, just, you know, shoot me a tweet, let me know, and uh, I hope to talk about it. But before we get to this week's COVID collaboration, I do want to let you guys know that Southern Scholar is currently having a huge sale offering $4 off each pair of socks. Plus, they've provided all of our listeners with an additional $5 off their first order when using promo code THPN. Essentially, a sale on top of a sale. Just visit www.southernscholar.com and use THPN for the additional discount. Again, that's www.southernscholar.com and the promo code is THPN for the discount. You guys should get a pair. They are amazing socks right now, and it's a good way to keep your feet warm if that's what you're into. All right, now over to this week's interview. All right, everyone, the COVID collaborations continue. Um, I was a special guest on his podcast a few weeks ago, so hopefully you caught me on that. But this week he returns. Um, he was here very early in the season, so he has returned to a Cleanscape podcast. We have Brad Brood from the Flames Unfiltered podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, good to be back. Um, so before we get into you know the the very small amount of hockey news i think it's important to you know ask everyone how are you doing because this is a stressful time are you staying safe staying all right yeah holding on good uh family's safe family's healthy everything uh seems to be good weathering the storm i guess as good as expected a little bit anxious to get back to uh normal life but uh, i guess it's a small price to pay to be healthy that that is true um have you found anything interesting um to pass the time i know people are like picking up hobbies talking to people they haven't talked to in a while are you doing any have you found anything different over this period of you know quarantine it's been interesting i i'm doing a whole i mean not that i wasn't close with my family prior to it but um boy a lot more time with the kids since they're not in school so you know a lot of different things there we're going on walks every single night which has been a, a good positive thing and um, I've golfed more this year already than I did all of last year. So um, those little escapes like that have helped uh, get us through it and uh, things are going good. So I've been asking everyone um, just because I'm starting to run out of TV to watch. Uh, have you been watching any good TV? And if so, what would you recommend right now? <laughs> well, when the quarantine first started, I watched season two of you. Okay. Um, that was not as good as season one, but okay. I'm, I don't know if it's, and I'm, I'm just crazy about, I have a hard time committing to, when I flick on Netflix and it says there's eight seasons, I'm like, oh, I can't do that. That's too big of a commitment. I got to be in like season one or two. Um, other than that, I've, I've watched almost every 30 for 30 on ESPN. Um, I'm watching the, I'm not a big basketball guy, but I am watching the uh, Chicago Bulls thing that's on ESPN now. So those are kind of the things I've tried watching a lot of old hockey games, but I just have a hard time because I don't know how we did it back then with the picture quality. It drives me crazy now to watch some of those old games. Yeah, I've been I've been watching a lot of the old games as well. Um, in fact, I think Sportsnet just released the uh, one of the old Oilers Flames games. Yes, they did. Um, uh, which was really good. 
Um, and I, I agree the, the picture quality is sort of hard, but I mean, it's sometimes it's just amazing to watch like the, like the, some of the things they get away with, like, like they just, just slash people and, and the, the hooking is so blatantly obvious. It's, and the goalies like, like it's incredible to, to see how different hockey has come. Goaltending to me has been the biggest change. Mm-hmm. I, I believe, um, you know, you watch a game from the seventies or the eighties and you're just like how are all these games not nine to eight? I mean, it just, it seems like that stand-up style wasn't as good. But, you know, back then, I remember when I, when I was watching and playing in the 90s and the 80s, I didn't think anything of it. Like, we just thought that was just the way it was. I mean, we didn't know any different. And if a goalie was going down a bunch, we'd call him a flopper, you know? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, it's sort of interesting. So I've played, I've dabbled. I played mostly center uh, when I played in, in high school and, and the little bit of club that I did play. Um, but occasionally I would play some goalie for just, just for fun. Um, and, and the, just watching it, it's like, it's almost a completely different position. Like the, the goalies back then were almost playing like a short, like a shortstop. Like they were like a sweeper and less of a goalie. And whereas people nowadays are like, goalies yeah i mean and you know it's funny too to to look at like how technology has evolved in hockey and how you know going from a wood stick to a composite stick and we we talk mostly about that one because it's probably the most visible one but you know you also look at um the changes in skates and stuff and how um the support in a, in a skate is and you know you look and i would love to be able to see like like how bob your would be today with the skates that we have today you know you just you wonder how much better he could he could even be yeah no you're right it's it's crazy because the way i think like the way i like my skates is like if my feet are getting blood then they're not tight enough um like the circulation has to be completely cut off and then you go and look at the old boots that they're wearing back then and it's just like you know some leather and shoelaces put together it's floppy like i don't know how they even stood up on the ice yeah, it's amazing. They're they're probably you know we say when we watch these videos that they weren't as good as skaters and it wasn't as as fast. Well, look what they were working with. How would how could it be? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Is there anything that's particularly like stood out to you other than the goalies um, watching these old games? A- any like old memories maybe that that you brought up and you're like, I remember that. That was pretty awesome. You know, I I felt like when. Teams were teams back then. They were teams for a long time. Um, I feel like we, and, and hockey's, believe me, not even close to as bad as where we're at with basketball and football and, and even baseball to some extent. But um, I felt like teams were teams for a longer period of time. And uh, you, you know, you got to watch that team grow and, and expand over the years. Whereas now it seems like there's so much more roster movement. Mm, no yeah that's true it it seems like they were a little bit more like teammates or friends but it definitely felt like more of a family feel Mm -hmm. um, to the old teams uh, especially and I think that's what helped them like all the like the Flyers and the Islanders and the Oilers have those dynasties is they weren't just teammates and friends they were they were seriously a family and so that that makes playing just a little bit more I don't know important yeah no I agree It, it, it was it's just different you know and I'm not saying that it was better back then or anything like that. I just, I think um, it's funny how you don't notice how much things have changed until you flip on a game from 1985 and be like, wow, yeah. this has changed. The lighting in the arenas has changed terrible. I mean, it's, it's great. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's one of those things that's like, you know, obviously not a lot of good have, has come from this. But one of the things is I probably would never have sat down and watched some of these old games um, ever. And some of them I haven't seen. I, I'm relatively young. I, I watched some of the old stuff, but um, some of like the, the ones that like if they don't have teams that I necessarily cared about, I never would have sat down and watched them. So one of the really awesome things is I've been able to watch a lot of these really old games and see players that I've never heard of that were incredible. Yeah. And boy, it's going to make us appreciate it when we get uh, live hockey back. Yeah, no joke. No joke. So I guess that's a good segue then into, you know, actual hockey talk. There's very little news of any hockey going on. However, the Flames actually just had a little bit of news uh, in these last few days. They signed the best goalie in the WHL, Dustin Wolf, to his ELC. Um, It's not a lot, but we're going to talk about it. How do you feel about it? You know, good. He had an extraordinary year in, in Aberdeen of the Western Hockey League. And um, considering he was a seventh round last minute pickup for the Flames last year in the draft, um, he, he's done very, very well. Um, a lot of people in Calgary are very, very high on him. And I am also. But I think it's also with goaltending, it's different than any other position. Um, it seems like the transition from junior to um, American Hockey League to the National Hockey League is a little bit more difficult for a goaltender. And it seems like some adapt better than others, and uh, we'll just see how Dustin adapts, and hopefully uh, he does pan out to be the, the goalie of the future for the Flames. It seemed like in the last few years the, the Flames have had a lot of really good junior and AHL goalies that are having struggle, struggles make that jump to the NHL. Um, I think of I think John Gillies, uh, is his name was one of them. I, I think there was another one. There was a, Parsons is another one that mm-hmm. uh, was highly touted out of juniors. And, and I, I'm not writing off Tyler Parsons by any means yet, but uh, struggled a little bit with AHL and played this year in the East Coast Hockey League um, somewhat because of roster position and contract signings. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult transition. And, and, and a lot of it has to do with timing with goaltenders and, um, just a lot of pieces have to fall into place for a goalie to stick in the National Hockey League and become a, uh, you know, a starting goalie in the NHL. Yeah, goalies are, are one of the hardest positions to predict. Everyone knows that. They're voodoo, right? You could have someone be amazing all through their life, and then they hit the NHL and be horrible. Um, but do you think the way the Flames are set up, because not to say there's goaltender instability in the Flames, but I, I wouldn't say they necessarily have a lockdown number one, especially going into the future. Um, from from an outsider's perspective, uh, I guess, what is your take on the, the Flames' crease now and going into the future? Do you think, uh, I mean, obviously goalies are hard to predict, but do you think that this kid's got a chance to, you know, maybe seize some starting minutes or, or get some looks? Oh, I, I definitely. You know, this year he'll play in the in the Western Hockey League, and then um, hopefully we'll see him in Stockton of the American Hockey League the following year. And and I don't know. I mean, I think you got to look at it in a three to four year plan probably to to, to get him back up or to get him up to Calgary. That'll put him at age twenty three, and uh, that's probably where I would predict that he would get his chance. Um, as far as the current goaltending situation in Calgary, um, I felt pretty decent going into the season with Riddick and Talbot. And with the way it started off, I was very, very pleased. Um, but post-All-Star break, very disappointed. Riddick uh, stumbled down the stretch and um, made me question again whether he is truly a starter. Um, but then I also look at this league, and I don't know that this is a league anymore where we're going to have true starters. I think we're going to see more 1A, 1Bs. Um, are the Flames horrible shape in goaltending? No. Are they in good? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, it, you described it pretty well. Insta, in, 
not very stable right now. We don't know where Talbot stands on coming back next year. Um, are they going to give him a shot to be the 1A and Riddick the 1B? Or um, if Riddick's going to get the 1A, I think Talbot goes bye-bye, and then we got to look on the market for somebody else. And, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's a very, very scary thing because goaltending is the most important position in my mind. So we were talking about those guys that were, that were stuck in the AHL there, Gillies and, and Pearson, uh, Pearson, like you said. Do you think, you know, because I, I also read that Talbot, you know, really is looking to be a starter somewhere. Um, do you see the Flames bringing him back? And if maybe he doesn't want to come back, do you see maybe his, his loss, maybe an opportunity for a guy like Gillies or Pearson? I think Gillies will be history. Parsons will probably play in the AHL. He's not ready to come up to the National Hockey League. If we do not get Talbot back, I think we'll be on the free agency market picking up, um, boy, I, I don't know. The list is is okay, I guess, on UFA goalies. I don't see the Calgary Flames going out and signing a, a Braden Holtby or anybody big name like that. Um, I would have loved to have seen a Halak come in. Uh, but that's not going to happen now that he re-signed in Boston. But you never know. Like, uh, there's other UFAs out there. He'd opens out there, I know. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll you, you stay away from Hudobin. You, you, he's ours. We'd like to see. I'd, I'd like to see him him come to Calgary. I figured I'd better throw that one in, um, since we're talking Dallas too. But uh, you know, it's there's so much question now with where the NHL stands right now. Of what the hell's even going to happen? So it's hard to even get a beat on or a feeling on what's going to happen in the goaltending crease in Calgary. So I guess that that's a good segue then into my next thing is when do you think hockey is going to come back? Cause it seems like, I mean, down here in the States and where I live, they are starting, they just opened up reopened restaurants uh, here in the next couple of weeks. So uh, things are starting to open up um, now, whether or not, you know, that's a good idea is an entirely another discussion, but it seems like, at least some places starting to move towards opening things up again. So uh, do you feel like we might be close to getting whatever the NHL has in store for us for the rest of this season? I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but I don't think we see hockey this summer. Um, I want to believe me. I want to, Um, but I just think that where we stand now and I look at some of the logistics and what needs to happen to have hockey back I don't know how we can get there in a timely manner. Things are opening back up, and I'm super excited to see that. But what ramifications does that bring? How does a country like the U.S. and Canada deal with those ramifications? Um, You know, other leagues are talking about coming back too, but um, what I think the NHL needs to do now, and if I was Gary Bettman, I would do this. um, I would say, all right, here is our game plan here is the dates, and if we can't meet those dates, then unfortunately we're going to have to cancel the season, and here's our plan B. Then the draft will be this day. The you know, free agency will start on this day, and the regular season next year will start on this day. I think fans right now, at least this is how I feel, um, I love hearing the we're going to be back in June, we're going to be back in July, we're going to be back, we're going to be back, we're going to be back. I love hearing that because um, I can't wait to watch a hockey game. But I hate hearing we don't still don't know when we're going to be back. Um, I just think they need to set dates now, and if we'll, if they can't meet those dates, then we pull the plug on it. So now, if the season is canceled, how do the Calgary Flames feel moving ahead into a year that's been washed? But you know, all their players have gotten a year older. 
Um, like you said, there's some some question marks and some parts parts of the lineup. How do they feel about this uh, going into you know or coming out of this break? How do they feel about that? Well, it'd be disappointing in the fact that um, I think one of the things this year in Calgary was this this year was a year to answer the questions that that stood. We needed to answer if Riddick is our starter. And so far, we, we I would say no, but you never know. A playoff run of success may, would, would definitely change my mind on that mm-hmm. because Riddick was very, very good up until All-Star break. Now, my second question is, where does the core group stand? Um, I'm still, I, I still don't believe that Gaudreau is a, um, a forward that can be successful in the playoffs based on the, what I've seen in his style. Um, can he prove me wrong there? Probably, but... I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's a question mark for me. Um, I think, you know, then what do we do with our, our Hamannick and Brody? Um, are, are they, oh, do we re-sign them? Or, I mean, there's so many unanswered questions in Calgary that probably most teams don't understand is it's so many unknowns and we didn't get any of those things answered in the first 65, well, what are we at? 72 games almost in Calgary. It's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean, you're right about that playoff series. It seems to me like Riddick is one of those goalies that has to be in his best mindset to play well. Like, he's, he's a goalie that's built on confidence. Um, and so, like, like you're saying, like, like a good playoff round or playoff run could shape his career potentially absolutely if, if, if you think about it which is which is crazy to think but i mean you're absolutely right when it like that playoffs can just do things to players we just you know i we had it we were having an okay year in calgary but nothing to be excited about but you know maybe that was okay going into the playoffs but now we're not going to get to see how that was and you know what there's no lock that we were even going to make the playoffs i mean so I don't know, just we were at a point of the year where it was really going to be a tipping point and then we got stopped and we couldn't play anymore. So um, a lot of unanswered questions. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it when, when I was on uh, your podcast a week back, uh, the, the Dallas Stars and the Flames were in relatively similar feelings, I guess, as a fan base and a team just in, in the way this year had gone. Yep. Um, so we, we definitely over here at, at the Cleanscape podcast can, can sympathize with you and, and we, we understand. Um, However, the last thing I'm, I'm going to ask you here uh, is your favorite hockey movie. We're, we're, we're going through, we're, we're asking, because like I said, I'm running out of TV here. I personally, uh, this will show my age a little bit, my favorite hockey movie is The Mighty Ducks. So I'm interested to hear about your favorite hockey movie. Uh, mine by far was uh, Youngblood. Um, I love that movie. I think, um, yes, it's a little far-fetched and a little bit out there. Yeah, but so is Slapshot. So is Mighty Duck. I mean, all they all are. So um, it was as realistic, I think, as you could get at that point in time. Um, I thought it was a great story. Um, it was good. It was just a good hockey movie. And that, that's, that's a young Keanu Reeves, if, if I remember correctly. Am I right? Yeah, Rob Lowe was the main character. Keanu Reeves was in it, though, I believe. Um, Patrick Swayze was in it. Um, Cynthia Gibbs was the uh, the good-looking coach's daughter. Um, that's a good movie. I think I've only seen it once, so I definitely think it's a it, it's due for a rewatch here. Yeah, I recommend it. I love that show. I've seen it probably a hundred times, probably. And, I and to be fair, I've only watched it once because I used to play. As soon as I turned eighteen, I started to play some of the in-house men's leagues, 
And so I was playing with a bunch of 30, 40 year olds and they all used to call me young blood and I didn't really understand the reference. And then I watched the movie and I guess I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah, I know. He was a good hockey player and uh, it gets a good story. It's actually not, not a bad story. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Brad, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. So before we go here, uh, I will give you the floor. Uh, anything you got working on, anything in the pipeline you want to talk about? Uh, you know, still rolling with uh, Flames Unfiltered as you are with uh, with Clean Skate. And um, it's been a little bit of a, I don't know, different not having hockey games to talk about. Uh, but um, it's still fun to have this escape and uh, be able to visit hockey, you know, visit about hockey and uh, escape from the, the scary reality that uh, we're all facing here with this pandemic. Yeah, too true, too true. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on and, you know, hopefully – Hockey comes back soon, and we'll get some real hockey to talk about. We'll have to have you back on when that happens. I hope so. I look forward to it. Thanks again. And there you have it, the COVID collaboration for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed. And, again, a big thanks and shout-out to Brad from the Flames and Filtered podcast for coming on and helping me, you know, talk about hockey. And it was interesting to actually, you know, we actually talked about hockey a pretty decent amount. I've noticed sometimes, you know, especially in these last little bit in this series of collaborations we've been doing, that sometimes, you know, we'll get skewed off, and which is okay because, you know, obviously there's not a lot of hockey talk to talk about. So it was nice to, you know, be able to sit down with him, and we actually talked a pretty decent amount about the Calgary Flames and his thoughts on them and what's going to happen with them and, you know, some interesting news that they've had as well. However, I would like to now go over to some shameless plugging that I need to do about the Goon Line Gaming. We here at the Podcast Network have put together uh, some content for you guys on YouTube. We are coming out on Saturdays with new episodes of a bunch of us playing EASHL together. I play left defenseman. I'm a bit of an offensive defenseman. We've got Tom Franklin from the Blue Notes podcast, which you know if you've listened to this podcast. We've also got the Bayou Bender, who you definitely know if you listen to this podcast, as well as a few other guys around the network that play with us. We're also going to be doing some inter-network tournaments. Um, me and Tom and his co-host Wags are all going to be playing from the Central Division against some of the other divisions from the podcast network. So be sure to tune in for that those new episodes come out on Saturdays. So keep an eye out for that. Just look up the hockey podcast network on YouTube, give them a subscribe and you will see those videos on Saturday when they come out. And I hope you guys enjoy them. And now I want to talk about a really cool contest that we are doing network wide. We have been affiliates with coolhockey.com for a very long time, an awesome place where you guys can get a lot of retro and authentic NHL jerseys. So all you Jersey lovers, have you ever needed an excuse to buy a new Jersey? Would winning a cool hockey gift card be reason enough? From May 1st to June 1st, any jersey purchased through our link will automatically enter you into a draw to win a $175 cool hockey gift card. All you have to do is go to www.coolhockey.com THPN. Buy the jersey you would probably already have by now. Then tell us on Twitter which jersey you ordered so we can connect you with your purchase for the live draw on June 6th. That's it. Anybody who buys a jersey through our link before June 1st will have a shot at a $175 gift card thanks to our friends at CoolHockey.com. Oh, and if you see 10 sold by May 15th, we'll make it a $200 gift card. Make sure you use the promo code THPN for 30% off. One last time, that's www.CoolHockey.com THPN. And the last thing I want to talk about is shaving. So now that sounds like a bit of a weird topic of conversation on this week's podcast, 
But I want to tell you a little bit of a ritual that I have. When I'm putting on cologne after I shave, you know, I'm going out somewhere, I will spurt a little bit of cologne, you know, just, just down the trousers, you know, just to make it smell good down there, J just in case. You never know who's going to be sniffing around down there when you go out, so you just got to make sure that it smells good. However, you know, I'm using cologne that's probably not super great. It gets kind of greasy, not good. So if you guys are looking for something that, you know, isn't going to do that, but still gives you that, you know, clean, confident feel, then I think you guys should check out Manscaped. Now, Manscaped is primarily a razor company. They have a ton of really cool products for, you know, the below the belt region. I believe they have ball deodorant for all you guys out there. But the thing you guys really should check out is all their amazing, amazing razors. And the best one you can get right now is Manscaped 3.0. This is their third generation trimmer, which features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Because the last thing you want to do is nick your nuts. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> There's also, it also comes with a charging stand, a USB port, and it is super easy to use, even if you're not the most steady-handed like I am. If you are listening to me speak right now, then you are some of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience firsthand for yourself. You can get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the promo code THPN at manscaped.com. That is 20% off plus free shipping with the code THPN at manscaping.com. I hope you guys take advantage of the offer and you guys get as much enjoyment out of manscaping as I have. And that is going to do it. Again, everyone, if you enjoyed this episode, go and leave a review on the Apple Store or wherever you listen to this podcast. It helps out significantly. And if you want to follow along and vote on all the awesome stuff we do on Twitter as well as all of the cool contests, you can follow me on Twitter. That is at CleanSkatePod once again. And you can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter to get updates and information on all the contests we run at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. And that is going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you cowpokes in the next one.